Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon, Father Time, Time Times. There's <laughs> 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 a tongue twister. <laughs> I messed myself up. That's good. <laughs> and LeVon, Black Dynamite Maynard. Oh, dang. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show, we will go over uh, our, hot, our hot takes on uh, the proposal to inject $10 billion into cyber IT as part of the future COVID-19 relief, uh, as well as ISC Square offering online exam proctoring for CISP and other of their high profile exams. In topic one, Shannon will cover law enforcement uh, and their ability to get around your cell phone's encryption. Uh, and then in topic two, we'll discuss uh, how the gaming industry has a new threat from the dark net. Uh, last but not least, of course, we'll go over our, our most important topic, in my opinion, uh, what we've been playing. Uh, but first, yeah. how's everybody's week? Well, for me, it's been it's been a pretty good week. It's a uh, I know we kind of mentioned before a little bit of groundhogs, but uh, let's see. This week, I I I mean, I played a few games here and there. Uh, I've been mostly focused around work, kind of staying busy with that. I feel like things are like it, ever since COVID started, um, and I work remote with an IT companies, so it's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things have been been uh, kind of uh, I guess some of the, the projects have been kind of increasing because a lot of, I think companies in general kind of get more remote and kind of getting their, their uh, infrastructure set, uh, set up in a way that they can operate remotely. So it's been pretty, pretty hectic in that, that respect. But besides that, I've been enjoying life, kicking back with the wife and the dog and uh, just enjoying some, uh, some time together. How about you guys? Man, you know, no complaints over here, man. I think the reason I ended up with the nickname uh, Father Time, Father Time <laughs> Times, is because uh, I ended up with another uh, another adult this week. So I had uh, my oldest son just turned 18. So I got two adults. Ooh. You know, yeah. So congratulations on that. I don't know, man. They're still in my house. So I don't know. All right. I was going to say, you ready to kick them out? Go <laughs> <laughs> spend the money on them, you know. But uh, right. you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? I, I've been joking with them leading up to this that uh, the day after, I told them yesterday, this will be the last night in his bed. He's got to figure it out after that, right? Like, you got to get out. He's a senior in high school, so I don't think I can really get him out of here yet. You know what I mean? He's still got stuff to do. <laughs> right. right. But, uh, gotcha. but no, like, we had a, just a little celebration for him uh, yesterday. So, no, it was it was a good week. Uh, did not do any studying. I hate to say it. I know, Ryan, you're going to add, oh, but there it is. I did not do any studying this week, and it's oh, all boy. Me. I know. I know. I'm so I'm so so disappointed. I know. So disappointed. Where are your priorities? Right. I know. Tell, tell your family no parties. Uh, it, it, it's crazy because it's just family too, right? So it's not like we did anything really extravagant. We didn't take them out to the club or nothing like that, you know. <laughs> but yeah. but that, the you know what I mean. But that's pretty much it for me. Okay, that's what's up. So um, I, I I joke like yes, I, I did call you that because you you got two grown people uh, that you spawned in your life, but. Uh, my oldest turned 15 today, so I'm getting up there. So she she's 15 today. Uh, happy birthday, Ayana. She's not going to this podcast, so that was awesome. <laughs> 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 but I'm proud she's 15, so that's awesome. Uh, aside from that, nice. man, I, I've been studying and playing games. Uh, I'm in the middle of a four-day weekend because I, I got it like that, apparently. Yeah. But it's been raining nice. nonstop for the past three days. Like not like, like literally. I, I don't know if you guys can hear the, the raindrops, but it feels like I'm in the uh, stand video, like Dido's in the background singing. <laughs> like nonstop raining. It's You're not getting random letters from people, are you? Bill Ryan, <laughs> you don't like to call or write your fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not yet. But man, it's crazy. So uh, 
unlike Shannon, I have been studying because I'm, mm. I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm trapped here by myself. Uh, so I finally completed that, that uh, uh, Cisco DNA assurance. Finally knocked it out. It was killer test at the end, but uh, I am 16 credits out of 30 now. So I'm getting there. Nice. Um, nice. And then in between time, I, I put I think I put 10 hours into The Last of Us. So I'm about halfway through, I think. Mm. The Last of mm. Us Part 2 is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm, think- I'm becoming a bad person because I'm out here killing for sport in this game. <laughs> <laughs> you better be managing your inventory, man. You got it. You got. Uh, you only get like five bullets every uh, like couple hours. Yeah, man. Well, I'm out here still. I'm taking everybody. Out. <laughs> one, okay, one do one. That. that's right. <laughs> Sneaking up on everybody like a serial killer. But <laughs> that's right. But so this week I want to do things a little bit different, right? Uh, so after the show, normally we do our little side channel um, talk where we go over the topics that we didn't discuss. And usually it's pretty quick, you know what I mean? Like just down and dirty, like this is how we feel about this. And uh, maybe we can throw it in the next show, but I have no patch notes. So I decided to create a new topic, which I know you guys love me, you know, switching things up at the last minute uh, <laughs> called Hot Takes. So this week on Hot Takes, we have uh, the president-elect, Biden includes over 10 billion in cyber and IT funds as part of the COVID-19 relief proposal. So I'm excited by this. Obviously, uh, you know, things are a little bit different now. We're in a, a post-SolarWinds world. So I think the money is going to be dumped in there and, and do good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from partisanship and, and uh, all that good stuff, uh, I mean, they're throwing in like $3 million uh, towards the, uh, the technology program, another 690 for uh CISA to improve security monitoring and incidents response. Like they're, they're going all out. So uh, I just want to get you guys' take on uh, on this uh, this spending. Like, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much. Uh, I don't know. Longer would do if it hasn't already been. I don't know if this has been something that's been uh, done in other administrations or not. But uh, just to hear that there's kind of a focus on cybersecurity, it definitely seems like a uh, uh, obviously a great thing. It's a big win because cybersecurity is definitely important, especially in this day and age when everybody's working from home majority. And uh, you're kind of relying on these infrastructures as well as also we have a lot of our our important infrastructure is, you know, connected to networks and IT stuff like uh, obviously like energy and obviously our military DOD establishments and um, any kind of political office and all these kind of things that are important uh, that have a Obviously, important information can have people's credit, you know, credit cards can have people's socials and all this kind of stuff, data births and all that, all that data um, available. So I think it's important that, that that we invest money into these fields so that we can make sure we have a, a, a strong infrastructure uh, set up so we can prevent any would be uh, attackers from getting in. And also, we saw what happened with solar winds and some of the things that got affected from there. And that's going to be years worth of uh research and analysis and trying to dig into these these networks to figure out what did they touch what did they change how is it going to impact us in the future are they going to be able to get back in there somehow so i think it's great that they've uh, kind of made a focus for it um, but which yeah what do you guys you guys ain't have any more opinions so, on so that too? i know for me right I, I i retired from the military in 2019 and i i remember this was always something at least four years before I retired, it was always something that was a need, right? But it was one of those things where mm-hmm. we didn't really have, like everything that went down in 2020 when it came to, you know, all the different breaches and you got you all your ransomwares and things like that that, have, that that has come out. I don't think it was as important then as we see it is now, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love to see this. I, I love to see this, you know, this would, this would have helped me you know, back some years ago when a laptop got taken out of somebody's car, if it had been, you know, bit lockered or something, my social might not have got out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but way, right. way back yeah. when, it was probably like a good six, seven years ago, probably longer than that now that I think about it. But I, I mean, I was caught up in that, you know, where I got the letter saying, hey, you know, been exposed, this, that, and the third. And they get that, you know, you know what they always offer, right, Ryan? It's always that protection, right? That, that, that 
yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to have, you know, some type of cybersecurity, like I said, like BitLocker or something on the laptop back then or something to keep it from, from being exposed. And I wouldn't have had to deal with that. But this is this is long overdue, long overdue. And, and I know there mm-hmm. have been previous administrations that have that have, uh, you know, fought for this and included this. But I don't think the numbers ever been as high as this is right now. And it's because right. No, right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there it's I think it either stated like 200 million just to what was it? 200 million just to, to help with rapid hiring of technology experts. Right. So they're dumping money in like crazy. Like, hey, we know we got shortages and gaps. We want to get the right people in here. I take it right. If they want to yeah, pick yeah. it up, you know, I'll slide up in here. Quick money <laughs> get a little bit of that cash. I'll, I'll fix everything. But, but, to the, but to the point of this like podcast, though, right? Like this, this is what we're looking for, right? Like this is this is where we send the message out there to the minorities that are in the cybersecurity field. Like, hey, your time is coming. You know what I mean? You see oh, it right, right now. Two hundred million right. just for that. the time yeah, is now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think I think we talked about it before. Like we alluded, like uh, it's not the uh, the size of the pie is, is the proper proportion. Right. Uh, like you said, it's needs to be divvied right. up properly. And I think I had another analogy on top of that, just saying that it's not even full to the top of the uh, the pain like it's supposed to be. Like there's millions of jobs vacant right yeah. now. Um, so this this mm-hmm. money will definitely go a long way. Um, right. But. To pivot from that, since we're talking about uh, hiring people, you know, they're the right certifications, right? So mm-hmm. now, IC squared, which I always forget to, to say their full name. So the International Information System Security Certification Consortium, or ISC squared, if you nasty. Uh, <laughs> Jan Jackson reference. A lot of young, young kids <laughs> are going to get it. But um, <laughs> they, uh, they are now offering uh, online testing. So not not right now, they're taking uh, applications and people can apply for it. But starting in February, you can take your SysB test remotely for the mm. first time ever. Um, last time I had my SysB test, or I should say, yeah, the last time I had my CISP, CISSP test, I'm dying today. Um, <laughs> I even had to have a palm scan. I got patted down, I got wanded, and mm. I had to do my, uh, my palm scan. Because it's considered a professional level test, so they have to verify you are you um, by any means necessary. But Damn. now they're going to do it from the house. So I'm of two minds, but I'll let you guys um, kind of give your opinion. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. I didn't realize they were so uh, strict on their testing requirements. They like they pretty much like stripped you down and did like some deep cavity searches on you to make sure you, you are who you are, who you say you are. And they make sure everything's up and up. But that's, I mean, that's pretty good on them to make sure everybody's, uh, uh, you know, people aren't trying to take a test with somebody else. But it's awesome that they're given this online option. I mean, this is going to be right up Shannon's alley when he uh, when he goes for his. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, people just to be able to, you know, from the comfort of their own home, be able to take these tests. And obviously it's always kind of a, you know, maybe a hassle or just like, uh, you know, you got to schedule time and go to a, a particular site if you got to, you know, drive out there and, you know, check in like you did, um, as opposed to just being able to find a quiet area of your house and just pull up your laptop and start taking a test. It seems pretty, pretty convenient. I definitely uh, would be taking advantage of this myself if I was uh, after this at the moment. But right now I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, a little bit more focused on some other stuff, but the CISSP is something that I want to eventually uh, obtain uh, in my IT career. But with that, what would you think about this, Shannon? This is a so, so I mean, for you. It, it would if I didn't reschedule my test out to March, right? Because the thing, because the time frame for this is uh, <laughs> so it, it oh, lists yeah. in there the CAP, CCSP, CCSLP, HCISP, ISSP, CISP, ISAP, CISP, ISEP, CISP, ISSMP, and SCCP. Um, they're going to be administering February 15th through the 21st, right? And then the next week is for the mm. CISP examinations, the 22nd through the 28th. Now, I'm outside of that window, right? Like, this was, I, I rescheduled mm. mine right. to March. Uh, was that two weeks ago, last week, whatever it was. So I was outside this window. But even then, they're taking a maximum 2,000 uh, uh, as part of this pilot test, right? So that's going to quick. Like, ah, I know that's right. going to come, like, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So, um it's outside. Of, it's outside of the window that I'm looking for. I mean, I could see if I could yeah. get in there, but I don't. 
Right, you could okay. make it early, well, right? Well, I mean, well, that's a joke. Wait, I'm not studying every week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to waste that voucher, you know. But, but no, this that's is right. I mean, this is a good thing. But I don't, I don't understand how the logistics are going to work out based off what you said, Ryan. Right? Like, though, they're not going to do a palm scan over anybody's webcam, right? Is it just a matter of okay, show me two forms of ID, show me the room? Because, like I said, I, I've, I've known some people that have done CEH this way. And what they have them do is just show them around the room, make sure there's no books available. If you have a whiteboard up, make sure it's clean. So, I mean, it's not quite the same, right? Like, I mean, but we'll see. We'll have to see what the results of this are. If it, if for whatever reason, um, you know, it goes well, they may continue us in the future. But I mean, uh, I, this is one of those things where I think they're doing it now, you know, so they can just kind of recoup, you know, or kind of stay in line with getting you know, some of the funds they get for taking these tests, you know, it's like 600 and some odd dollars to take yeah. the test, right? So for me, my hope is that this isn't a permanent thing because to me, they're doing this because of COVID, right? So my hope is that we get enough vaccines out there and we get to, you know, we get to a situation where we won't have to do this. We can be in rooms with people again, you know what I mean? Without the fear of, okay, I'm not right. going to be on that 2% that's going to die, you know what I mean? But but right. no, I mean this is this is it's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see after February. I don't know when they'll come out with results to say, hey, this is what we got from this pilot, and whether or not they're they're going to continue with it. But I, I'd be interested to see how it works out for them. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm I'm kind of the same mind. Like I, I'm happy that people who because they have a, probably have a huge backlog, right? Of people who wanted to test but couldn't test. So I don't want them to have to hold that burden on for for months on end till they can get to a testing center. So I'm happy for those people. What my fear is, is that uh, it dilutes the um, the uh, the stats. So I I don't want there to be a spike in CISPs. Like I do want there to be more CISPs. Don't get me wrong. I, I want all, all my friends to be CISPs. Um, however, I don't want this to become a racket, kind of like uh, you have your Security Plus and other such. Um, where there's there's pockets of people who are who are taking the test for other people. Like I'm sure they can figure this out. I'm sure they can make it uh, work. However, like I said, the scrutiny was definitely there. Like when I got done being uh, having my my privacy evaded, <laughs> and got got to take my test. I felt very secure. Like yeah, nobody's cheating on this one. Right. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like in, in that month, if we jump to. Uh, you know, higher than than average pass rates. Either it's because people had so much time to study um, during the uh, the pandemic, or it's because some funny business. So we right. will see. We'll see what happens. I mean, the, the test the, the pass rate is so low anyway. So I'm uh, sure they, they they want more people to pass. Uh, right as well. Uh, I was tempted. Like I, I I have not been studying enough, but I saw that they were doing the. Uh, the uh, ISSAP and uh, EP, and I was like, mm, maybe, but no, not not in two months. I, I ain't got that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, be throwing money away at that point. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. You definitely want to take some time to get prepared for all these tests because they are pretty extreme, uh, from what I've yes. heard. I've never actually taken one, but all the uh, all the all the headaches I've heard, you know, from yourself and other people uh, dealing with passing the test, I know it's uh, it's a beast. So I know the variations of the test are also a beast. So you got to make sure you take your time out. Don't be like a Shannon. Don't be like slacking off. And like, no, no, no lies detected. I got you, man. But no, thank, I appreciate y'all for entertaining the, uh, the hot topics. We got we We did it. Yeah, maybe that'll, maybe it'll stay, maybe it'll go. We'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see what the week's bring. That's good. No, I like it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So back back to official business, right? Let's get to uh, to topic one. All right. So topic one, right? So this one is from Wired.com, uh, right? Uh, January 13th, they published this, and it's how law enforcement gets around your smartphone's encryption, right? So th- when, I, when I was reading this, I actually, we'll get to it a little bit later, but I actually tried something that they had in here that didn't seem to work, but I don't know. I don't know what they were looking at. If I had maybe a different version or whatever it is of an Android, but what it comes down to, right, is um, for years, law enforcement agencies around the world, um, including the United States, have increasingly called for backdoors in the encryption schemes that protect your data, right? And they say it's because of national security. They're like, okay, we need these backdoors for national security reasons, this, that, and the third, and we all know that's a, a slippery slope, right? <clears throat> 
But uh, there's new research right. out there that says that governments already have the methods and the tools um, to make this happen on Android and iOS systems, right? And when you look out there, right, Android and iOS, those are kind of like that's pretty much the big two, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if there's any anybody that I know that doesn't either have, you know, an iOS or or Android Android system, but. And what it comes down mm-hmm. to is that law enforcement agencies ha- actually have the tools to grab um, uh, chunks of data, chunks, chunks of encrypted data on your phone um, already, right? So they, w- the way they go about doing it is they, they, if they get your phone, they grab these big chunks, and it's from, uh, let me see if I can find these companies again, uh, different companies that they use, let me see if I can find it. Uh, contractor Israeli uh, law enforcement contractor Celebrate, and in the U.S., it's a forensic firm called GrayShift, right? That actually provide the tools to be able to do this. And one of the things that they did that I tried, and I tried this with my wife when I read this article last night, right? Is they say that your phone is in a certain type of state um, before you before you boot it up, right? So if you restart your phone, you don't log in. You're logging into your phone, no matter how you do it, whether it be PIN, facial recognition fingerprint um it's in a certain state that 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 has not in essence provided the encryption key to open everything up right and one of the tests that they had on here mm-hmm. was uh that they had had that they mentioned in the article that i tried was if i restart my phone right don't put anything in there to log in or anything like that if i have somebody in my contacts you know how if you have someone in your contacts that gives their name right mine will say ryan or levon you know what i mean with the phone number blah 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 that's based off i've already inputted my information to for it to access my contacts it's it's unencrypted data at that time right so they say try it by uh by restarting your phone don't put any type of authentication into it and then have someone call you and what they say in the article is that it'll just show the number right because it hasn't accessed my contacts it hasn't gotten my encryption key whether it be my pin fingerprint facial recognition whatever to access that information it just shows it as the phone number and it didn't work (laughs) it didn't work for me i was like i don't know Hmm. maybe i just have a different version of android or what the situation may be and i tried it two different ways i tried it doing a restart on my phone i tried it doing a shutdown left it shut down for about a minute opened it up and nope still still came up with with my wife's uh, contact information so i was like well that doesn't seem legit, but I'd have to look into it a little bit more to see if maybe there's something different. Maybe, you know what I mean? Again, this article is only right. it's only three days old at this point. You know what I mean? So it's like, I figure that would still be fairly accurate. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that's odd though, because that, that happens with me, uh, with my phone, uh, iOS device. Like if, if I don't log in, I don't put my pen or my face or whatever in, It'll just give me default messages. You know, it'll ask me to log in before I can actually. Uh, and and that's how it's supposed to work. Message. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. They're trying to call to this article. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't tested that. I got to test that out later. I haven't uh, tried that before. Uh, I can't think of any scenario where I've been. I mean, I know sometimes, obviously, like just in general, like if I want to, if something comes up in my notification bar, I'm already logged in, and I try to like access the notification bar, like actually like reply to the message, or to make me. Yeah. authenticate with the thumbprint or, or pin before I can actually, you know, get to my notification section. But uh, I have to test it out with that, like just restarting my, my, my phone and seeing what kind of uh, data it has access to because yeah, I know encryption is pretty important. I mean, being able to, uh, you know, protect your data and the fact that somebody has your phone, I suppose, you know, uh, you know, if they use the, the, some of these techniques, they may be able to get inside of your, uh, your uh, your device some other way um but yeah i think it's i don't know i think it's it's pretty interesting i have to i have to try to test that out and see see if i can reproduce that uh that kind of response um i have one one, one plus phone so yeah. it's, a, it's an android operating system um, and you said you have uh, you have an android as well have, uh, uh, Samsung s9 yeah galaxy s9 yeah. s9 okay i have to try that out I'm still living back in the past, so I have a uh, iOS device. I have an, an eight because <laughs> it still works, right? Um, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap dude. As long as they support it, I'm gonna keep it. Um, but what what uh, I was surprised about in the because uh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that those features were built in that way. Like I, I knew um, the keys were buried pretty deep. But I didn't know that they had several layers before you before you got to the key to unencrypt your uh, your data. 
But what surprised me in the article is like, yeah, the, these tools are provided, but it still is uh, dependent on the developer. So just because Apple says, hey, here is a bunch of tools and this is the hierarchy of where, um, I guess, the encryption key should sit, they don't have to abide by that. So there's a lot of headroom there. So um, again, if no one, if you if you provide these tools and nobody uses them, then what good are they? You know, like um, I would think Apple should, I'm sure there's minimum standards. It's like, hey, um, at least these things need to take place before you can unencrypt data or data has to be encrypted a certain way, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I think that it should take a step further, maybe. Um, that you will build a high, hierarchical, um, I guess, encryption or de-encryption um, path mm-hmm. for, your, uh, for your keys. Because then that will save everybody the, uh, the trouble. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so that kind of surprised me because Apple has been pretty big about not uh, providing federal assistance. Like I remember there was a guy who I, I should have looked it up, but I didn't. But uh, he committed a crime and he passed away, I want to say. And they asked Apple to unlock the phone. They would not. They're like, that, that's not a, a valid um, reason for search. And we don't have to give you um, the, uh, the password to get into his phone. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have it, but we don't have to give it to you. And they, I don't believe they did. I, I believe at one point it was in this great ethical area where they were like, well, why don't we just use the fingerprint from the, uh, from the deceased man to unlock his phone? And that would have its own um, legal imp- implications. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, he's not giving you his. No, Apple, Apple, his Apple's always been like that, though. So yes. like, it was, the, it was the, the couple out in California a few years ago, too, right? When they did the mass shooting. Uh, it was the same thing. The, the FBI. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Apple was I like, "No, nah, we're not going to yeah. give it to you." The FBI got into it anyway, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But Apple was like, "No, nah, we're not going to, we're not going to help you, you know, do this." And that was pretty much a terrorist attack, right? Like they were just went around shooting at people for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, and Apple, Apple had a hard stance, like, "No, nah, we're not, we're not doing that." Um, which I. I mean, I guess these people were, were wrongdoers and what have you, um, but I guess it's a slippery slope. So it's like, mm-hmm. if they had given them the keys to the kingdom then, then why wouldn't they give them the keys to the kingdom to unlock your phone as well? So yeah, there, there's some, definitely something there. Yeah, that's always going to be a kind of a slippery slope, just trying to, uh, I mean, obviously it's, you know, they, they want to get access to the phone for a good reason. And uh, at the same time, there's people have their rights of privacy in certain respects and i mean unless they've been like i don't know formally charged with a crime i'm not sure if they i don't know how the law process works but i'm not sure if they if they have not been formally you know charged with a crime or they have like a uh like a warrant or some sort to actually pull data from somebody's device um you know whether or not they can they can actually do that uh, without those things is is um uh, i think very questionable now, see people. Think, yeah. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. I think. I think they can. I think the the, the issue with this one was encryption. They're like, yeah. oh, we can, we can break into it, obviously, but it'd be so much easier, Apple, if you just get right. And that's, and that's what they've been asking. And that's what they've been asking for for years, to get right? To the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just for them, to, they freely give it up. Because you think I don't know. You would think maybe Apple, uh, Apple, or any other company would, um, you know, want to work with these law enforcement people that are. I don't know if, if they have a, a terrorist phone and they want to get into it, that they'd be like, oh, yeah, here, take the information so you can get in there and do whatever you need. But I think it becomes um, a sliding line. L- but, uh, I think that's why, right? So it's like we've talked about this yeah. before. It's like minority right. report, right? Like if the FBI comes to you before someone's committed a crime, like mm-hmm. ask for it, like, do you give it up? You know right. what I mean? To prevent, we're trying to prevent a crime that we're right. pretty sure is right. going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was going. That's how I was mentioning that. Um, you know whether or not they, they they are actually charging somebody with a crime, or they think they may be doing a crime. It's kind of like one, you know, it's, it's two different things. They actually they've already done something. They they cause some chaos, and now you're gonna, you know, you're trying to dive into their their all the devices and their equipment and their, the computers, the cell phone. They're going through their house and looking through their files and all this kind of stuff, trying to get every bit of information and, and uh, evidence you can find. Versus somebody that's like. Well, we picked this guy up off the street. We think he might be up to something, but we're not quite sure. But can you give us access to all his information now? Uh, that's kind of like uh, a little bit more questionable. But right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I don't I don't keep uh, track of all those stories. I, like now I find them interesting, obviously, but I, I didn't in the uh, the past, per, not per se anyway. But um, I would be interested to see if they always tell the same line because if they do, because I don't know if they've done something contrary um, and actually given up the uh, the password or what have you for some in a different situation. But uh, I, I would think the implication is if if they always say no, but then they have a breach, let's say like a FireEye breach and they want to call the FBI in or someone else to, uh, to help investigate, they could have already burnt the bridge. You know what I mean? So I, I would commend them for, for taking a stand, if that's the case, because mm -hmm. that could come back to, to burn them in the future. Because uh, as we saw with the firearm situation, like no, no one is uh, unhackable. Um, right. But I don't know. So I, you know what I mean? So I can't champion that, uh, that you know what I mean? Apple is, uh, you know, a badass. Because um, they, they may they may have done the opposite in one of these situations. I just don't know about it. Uh, but that's definitely interesting. Like I, I would like to to see if that ever uh, comes to pass. Like is there ever a federal mandate where they have to give them uh, back doors? Mm -hmm. That would be that, pretty, pretty wild. Interesting view you bring right. up, Ryan. I, right. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I mean. So here's the thing: the the FBI or any of these law enforcement agencies are supposed to be a service to the people, right? Like. They're supposed to do it in service of the people to protect us for whatever their 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 mission or their mission statement is. But you're right in that the head of the FBI may be like, well, I remember two years ago I needed your help. You know, I may slow roll this or or something like that. That's that's an interesting point of view. I didn't even think about. Yeah, yeah people are petty. Yeah. So there's always something to keep in the back of your mind. But uh pivoting from that to topic two. Hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early and completely ad-free. However, in these trying times we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. So topic two is uh, kind of, we, we've kind of talked about this in the past, but it's kind of a bigger roll up, right? Um, so there's a website called Kila or Kayla. I'm not sure. It looks like a British website. So, you know, pronounce it British-ish, <laughs> I guess. Um, but uh, their article entitled Darknet Threat Actors Are Not Playing Games with the Gaming Industry. Um, in this article, they, they talk about how big the gaming industry is becoming. So... Back when uh, I started paying attention to the numbers, they were only double double digit million million dollar numbers, um, or I'm sorry, double digit billion dollar numbers. Mm -hmm. um, but it looks as though they'll reach 196 billion in revenue by 2022. So I mean, it, it, the game industry is just getting bigger. Yeah. Like, due to COVID, due to just uh, enthusiasts, due to people not wanting to go outside and play, like everyone's gaming. Like it's just it's the thing to do. Um, but in this article, it talks about how because it's so popular, it's becoming a target. Kind of like how um, Apple wasn't a target back in the day. It was like, oh, we're going to attack Windows machines because everybody has a, a, a PC. And right. now everyone's a target, right? Because now you see iOS devices getting targeted all the time. Uh, now they're targeting gamers and uh, as well as client-facing uh, servers and services. So they stated that they found nearly 1 million compromised accounts pertaining to gaming clients and employees and 50% of them offered for sale during 2020. So it's like wholesale, like come get these these uh, credentials so that way you can turn these clients into bots maybe, maybe you can just steal more data from them and what have you, but uh, we talked about it. And in the article it says that 25 uh, big gaming companies have been found to be in this compromise. Like we've talked about Capcom, we've talked about um, Sony and, uh, and the like. But uh, it seems to be worse than uh, predicted. I, they also have like Koei Tecmo on here, but um, it looks as though a lot of their their uh, clients are being compromised. A lot of their customer data is being uh, stolen, and a lot of their actual internal um, employees are losing their credentials to uh, to uh, the site that I'm looking at right now. That's I think it's Cyrillic, so that'd be a Russian site. Um, that's selling people's data has other other uh, website that also looks like it's Russian, um, but it's it's a, a matter of concern. 
uh, basically is what the article is trying to get into. Like there needs to be better protections out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are your thoughts, Ivan? Yeah, so that's, I think that's that's very uh, you know very interesting. Of course, it's uh, uh, obviously I want my I want my gaming to be secure. I want nobody uh, <laughs> accessing my account when I'm uh, on Xbox, PlayStation, Net, Nintendo, whatever I'm doing. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting just how you know I was kind of I was glancing at that article that you you shared that it's um, you know I noticed it's some of the the, the credentials that they're obtaining is, is coming from like breach databases um, as well as like just compromised accounts to like uh, like cookie sessions and and um, things of that nature just to able to get these these credentials and able to you know access these accounts it's uh, you know these attackers are getting more and more sophisticated they're able to get into these these networks and able to access these databases and these databases are filled with you know, once they get access to like the database, the database is like the, I don't know, it's like the touchdown. Uh, obviously, the databases tend to have a lot of, you know, list of users, list of like using passwords and all their like, you know, profile information, things like that. So once they get into that, get into that database um, and and they're able to access those those accounts, they can even, you know, do some, um, especially if they get to the corporate accounts, the, the accounts of the people that actually work at the company and able to, to kind of uh, like uh, act as a, or try to act as if they are the employee and, you know, send out malicious emails or even send an email to the boss and something like that and try to get like further information, maybe get some bank account information or they start sending out spam information across the network. And, you know, especially if they're like, you know, they have a one of the HR teams like email address and all of a sudden they send out a, if you guys want to get paid, you got to go to this link here and uh, enter in your banking account information to update our, our database. And all of a sudden, people are typing that information in there and giving it to these uh, uh, these hackers. And then they, their bank account's getting uh, drained out. So, all, you know, all this kind of stuff is just uh, stuff I could imagine happening if uh, if they were sophisticated enough and able to to kind of dig into the the, the network and just, you know, kind of snowball their, their access and their... their impact across the company but it's a it's a pretty interesting story i think um like you mentioned before that just the fact that everybody's home now everybody's gaming um i'm sure people are like probably dusting off old accounts they haven't used forever and um people sometimes use like very simple passwords on their accounts and uh you know i know we mentioned it before but i like to set up multi-factor in a lot of my accounts as uh, as a way to kind of prevent a lot of you know, if somebody gets your password, that they still have to go through another layer to even try to get to your account. So I think um, things like that could could come in handy for for situations like these. But I don't know if you guys had some more opinions on it as well. I think so. Uh, I think, I, I think for me, right, and we've mentioned this before in past shows, right? Public trust, right? We, I mean, we could probably name off ten people off the top of our head. We know that play video games. We mention it every week, right? <laughs> what's what's Ryan playing? What's Ryan playing? What's Shannon? Like we mentioned it every right, week. But right. public trust, I think, is the big thing here, right? Because I, honestly, I'm surprised this didn't come out sooner. And, and like you said, Ryan, like it is on a much larger scale than what was previously thought or advertised out there before. But this is one of those things. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to start playing games by a company that is not protecting information. You know what I mean? Especially, and with a lot of these games now that I see, like there's always some type of, you know, uh, uh, online presence or something, or you can, you can, uh, you can log into, like, I know, uh, I want to say electronic arts does it. EA does it. You can log into like an EA account and it may give you, you know, different, uh, different, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like when you play the game, you may get different like bonuses and things like that. Or, you know yeah, there you go. So like oh, you start like, yeah, you start like getting all that content. stuff, right? If you log into ea.com, you know, you may get a different skin for this football team or something, whatever it may be. And these are the types of things that are going to start driving people away, right? Like I don't I don't know if people's love of gaming is enough to where they'll want their information out there and they start losing their money over it because, you know what I mean, all of a sudden somebody got into ea.com and they they got your email and they got your phone number. They got your address, like everything that they want you to register with. Right. Um, which is why I think the public trust aspect of this is probably what worries these companies the most, because if you lose public trust, you start losing the money that go- comes into your company. Right. And it's not like these, these, 
these companies are just doing one game at a time, right? Like they do multiple games. So it's not like, okay, uh, you're only going to lose, you know, whatever, lose business for whatever popular game you have. No, you have 25 games under your banner that are probably going to be boycotted or for whatever reason, just not played anymore. And that's just not what they want. And this should, this should make them take it more serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, but like uh, what LeVon said, like M- MFA or multi-factor authentication like, is paramount, right? Like, that should be built into their their uh, their platforms as well as a few other things. Um, uh, I think I had, a, I had a point. I think I lost it. Oh, so um, kind of going off what you said, like, uh, yeah, they, there's so many of these different accounts, like you play and all that stuff. Uh, but um, it's a it's a snowball. Yes, there it is. I, I could point both of those together. So like Levon said, snowball effect. So it, it makes the, uh, the platform a vehicle to get more information out of you, uh, is, is the, uh, the biggest, um, problem because they're able to use that as a tech surface and then pivot. And then maybe they get into your corporate portal cause you're working from home or some kind of internal resource or, uh, your social media account, your kid's school portal, bank account, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, just like solar winds, like the, the breach that happened with solar winds wasn't about getting solar winds uh, and, and stealing their information. It was about getting into all these other systems. So mm-hmm. you definitely have to be careful because um, you don't want to be part of that, that larger attack. Let's say like um, uh, an Epic store or something like that gets attacked and then they get all those people's data that, that right. would be crazy or Steam or what have you. Just because those are such huge platforms or Xbox Live, PSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo already had it, but it, it didn't really amount to much um but they stated ways to protect yourself would be uh, raising awareness to employees about the risk presented so like we all have suffered through ia training um every year is this what the what those who work for uh the military or or are um, employed in some way through the military you're always going to do ia training uh enforcing password changes so they'll use the same password for all thousand of your accounts, um, kind of like what Yvonne was saying last week, like definitely switch it up, maybe have like a, a password manager, uh, a key yeah. pass or some other kind of um, encrypted password, yeah, yep. password manager. So you don't have the same password for everything. Uh, and then it said also uh, implementing unique passwords, uh, which we talked about like passphrases versus dictionary um, words and static numbers and things of that nature. And then obviously MFA is uh, paramount. Just because it, it, it just frustrates, it frustrates me as the consumer. So I know it frustrates a hacker when they try to use um, my account that has MFA on it. Um, you also have uh, authenticators. Like, oh man, I hate authenticators with a passion. <laughs> um, because I usually work in a building where I can't have my phone and it has no windows, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So if I need to get into that account, I have to run outside and spend enough time to get the code. And then hires in like inside. 10 minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. How it is. Yeah. But, yeah. So but just imagine if you're a hacker, you're just like, you know what? I'm going on to the next person. I, I, I ain't messing with that. Right. It's not, not worth my time. I'm going to get this dude who has admin, admin, admin for his password. That's, that's, that's my jam. Yeah, that's the easy, easy go. Right. And I think they have, uh, we have, at my workplace to have uh, I can't even think of the name of them now but there's like little um like when I say like kind of key fob things that have like uh like a repeating code or like a uh, alternating code oh the uh, RSA keys yeah yeah like RSA keys um those are pretty yeah, cool too when cool. you when you work in like a secure environment you can have those uh handy as you don't have to like obviously you don't have your cell phone with you so you don't have to run out and uh but depending on you know what's offered with the uh multi-factor the uh authentication token um resource that you're trying to connect to that a lot of people have been using those nowadays to to kind of alleviate that that hassle of trying to like you said race out to your your phone that's locked in some you know locked in a bin or in your, in your car or something like that uh, so you can get your data real quick but right so, yeah. I just throw that so out uh, yeah no rsa keys are cool like uh so uh when i worked uh in virginia I happened, I was, I was going through cleaning up uh, like a, a comm closet and I found a box and I, you know, it was super dusty, blew, blew the dust off, opened up the box. It was full of RSA keys. So I was like, <laughs> what are these? Like they're, they're all, they're all like counting down like a, like a bomb, right? So I'm like, yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's about to explode. 
Yeah, so I, I showed one of the contractors who had been there for a while. I was like, hey, I found these. And he was like, put those back. I was like, why? He was like, we don't want to use those. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, because they are super secure and whatnot. But he was like, it's just, it's, we had to sign them out to everybody. They're going to lose them. Yeah. He was like, no, just go hide those back where you found them. <laughs> right. But I, that is it's super secure, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, they, they work. It's just that people don't either want to deal with, you know, managing them or, you know, uh, uh, people don't feel like dealing with the multi-factor portion of it. Right. But yeah, I, I definitely can see that. I can see people kind of like shying away from it and uh, trying to make their, because I know we talked about it before, but it's kind of like that functionality versus security um, where you kind of have to have that balance where things are easy enough for you guys to just knock out tasks without having it take all day or having to log in multiple times throughout the day. Uh, but Oh yeah, that's, also, that, that's that CIA triangle, right? Right, now. right. Absolutely. All right. So I think that's a, a, a good natural uh, pause to move on to my favorite segment. What have you been playing this week? <laughs> so I already, I already said what I've been playing. So right. I'm trying to catch up. I'm, I'm out here playing The Last of Us like a serial killer. Um, yeah. Trying to get to the game. I like it so far. Um, I, I know no complaints. Like I know there was a big backlash. Like people like this, the script leaked and people didn't like the direction it was going. Yada, yada, yada. yada. Mm -hmm. Just right. just play the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, just just it's a video game. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one too. Um, and then the storyline is the storyline. But I'm more into the mechanics of how the game plays anyway. But uh, how about you? What are you what have you been playing? Yeah, so I was gonna say that you know I've already mentioned I I, I finished off Last of Us uh, <laughs> two, and let me tell you the ending real quick no, so to knock it out. Oh, right? no. So, <laughs> 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 no, it's no, no, it's just a great. I think it's such a great game, and like you said, I know there was some backlash, and people kind of get a little bit too political about the game and all this kind of stuff. But I think it's a great story, great, um, you know, great cast, all this kind of stuff, uh, voice actors and all that. But uh, I completed that one a little while ago. But now I've been playing. I've been playing some Breath of the Wild for the on the Switch, and uh, I've been I've been how they call it like farming these uh they call it like lionels it's like these big um half like lion half horse like beast that roam around the fields and they they drop these like spoils uh and i needed to like upgrade my my all my gear so i can, can level it up so i've been doing that the last uh last couple of months now but um or last couple of weeks here but i've been trying to finish that up so i can get another like my third divine beast because it's a total of four divine beasts, and then you can uh, battle Ganon. So uh, once I do that, I can uh, kind of get through the game. But I've been playing that mostly. I'm still still getting ready to. I still got uh, Miles Morales queued up on a PS5, ready to hop into that once I kind of wrap this game up. But that's been my that's been my gaming for the for the last couple weeks here. You How about know, you, uh, Shannon? Yeah. You've been playing I, games, I or the kids been playing games, games for you? Past week, I've been catching up on all these, uh, <laughs> all these different uh, documentaries and movies. Yeah. I keep putting on all my lists on all the different streaming services I have. You know what I mean? Like I've been up on that stuff, but I don't really play games. Like I, I, I mean, I right. I'll play games yeah. like the the Spider Man Miles Morales. I beat that one a couple weeks ago. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's it's shorter than the the Spider Man. Nice. Uh, the one from 2017, 2018, whatever that was, but it was still pretty right. good because I'd already played Spider-Man. The mechanics were about the same. You know what I mean? If both of them, it was minor differences, but uh, that was a good yeah. one I played. But yeah, this week it's been mostly just check, uh, ca catching up on you know Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and HBO Max, which Ryan put me on to. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah, since you mentioned that, what kind of movies you guys got in your queues for like those various streaming? You know, it's it's like, stuff uh, that I don't know, I don't know uh, like Netflix or like, <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I watch different. I watch different. You don't even want to put it out. On race and things of that yeah. nature and, and religion, you know that I, that I watch. Um, I've watched uh, oh, some sure. of the stuff on HBO Max. It's pretty good. Yeah, I watched this past week. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, Tiger. It's a documentary somebody did about Tiger Woods. The first part of it uh, premiered last Saturday. I think it was. I watched the first part, and I think the second part of it premieres tomorrow. It premieres on Sunday. But that was an interesting one that I was like, oh, okay. It was the first hour and a half. 
and then they got mm-hmm. a, at least another hour and a half that's going to air uh, tomorrow. Uh, that one was pretty good. But I, I, I've been watching a lot of the, the DC stuff. Uh, so like the different uh, animated stuff like Batman and Superman and Justice League and stuff. So HBO Max has a lot of that stuff on there. I've been watching a lot of those. Right. But yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So HBO Max, I can't watch it here. It's not it's not uh, authorized in, in my region. Oh, dang. So I'm about. Yeah, man. Like as soon as I as soon as it started getting real good, because I, I watched it for Lovecraft Country originally. And I was like, OK, I might keep it. For all the DC stuff, that's coming out. but uh, yeah, I can't can't access it yeah. here without a uh, without a, a cra- crazy VPN. Yeah, um, so I'm thinking about canceling it until I get back to the states, and then picking it back up. By then, I'll have a ton of movies on there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of 2021 supposed to have a bunch of uh, releases, uh, but Netflix works, so I've been Netflixing my, my face off. Um, like you said, not to get too political, but uh, there's, there's, oh, I'm sorry, that, that was on Amazon Prime. So Netflix, I watched Outside the Wire, yeah, uh, Anthony Mackie, sci-fi, uh, futuristic type movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, it's, it's, it suffers from the, the Netflix curse. It's like, <laughs> it's all this good, good money, good actors, uh, but they don't, they don't know how to land a plane. <laughs> I've never watched a Netflix original with a good ending, yet I still watch them religiously right. because they all... Man, you, you really think well so here's the thing i, I hear you plane, on right? a lot of what netflix has out now i, I gotta be honest with you <laughs> if it wasn't for t-mobile paying for my netflix i probably wouldn't have i gotta be, I gotta be honest right but um one that i did like same, i thought was here, pretty yeah. good was extraction <laughs> with Chris i did i did that, that one happen, that yeah. one was good but but they they tried oh. they, they, they they thought about it they were like how can we make this bad at the very end <laughs> how can we ruin this yeah like let's, let's make it right. ambiguous for no reason which it works it, it still works but like all their endings are are trash i don't know i don't know why right. they do that <laughs> i don't know what what they're thinking every time yeah yeah i think you're but I, I still I'm, I'm still gonna keep watching them though Right, is it still going to keep happening? And then uh, on Amazon Prime, I watch uh, The Expanse every week. It's a um, a, a sci-fi uh, one of my sci-fi jams. There was a show that started off on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then it was picked up by Netflix, and then it was canceled again, and it was picked up by Amazon. And it's in the fifth season, and it is amazing. Um, and then I watched Small Axe, uh, A X E, Small Axe. Uh, it's five films uh, that are British based, talking about the uh, the the black struggle basically uh, in the sixties, seventies, and eighties in Britain. And I had no idea. So the first one is really good. It's about West Indian people and uh, an, an actual trial that took place uh, due to systematic and overt racism. And it has um, I can't remember her name, but Shuri from Black Panther. She actually plays a Black Panther oh. <laughs> uh, activist in the movie. Nice. Yeah. It's really good, though. She's the only actor I know because of how big she is. The rest of them are all British and uh, West Indian actors. But it was actually really good. Nice. <laughs> and, it, and it actually ended well, unlike a Netflix <laughs> Right. Right. So, oh, dang. I still got four four more of the, those okay. movies to watch, though, because it's five movies. So I got four more. That's what's up. Yeah, I heard there's a, a good series on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, I haven't watched it, but somebody's talking about it. But the Gangs of London, I think it's called. Uh, it's supposed to be some, you know, obviously like, you know, set in you know London with a bunch of gangs running around and doing some some crazy, uh, some craziness. I guess they uh, uh, somebody was describing that. I guess in the first episode, somebody gets like, like thrown off a roof or something like that, and then. Okay. And then when they get thrown off the roof, they grab the body and they go ahead and light it on fire while it's like laying on the ground. After getting thrown off, like to finish it off to make sure everything's good. Like, you know, it's like some crazy, some crazy, like, I don't know, gangster stuff you won't, you know, you won't see anyplace else. But I want to check that out. Put that in my queue. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list. You, you got me. Yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I supposed just, to be pretty I just good. Want y'all to know, I have to check it out too. If any of those actions right. should happen around y'all, all right. This is 
which has been taped, right? So it's one of those things, you know, they're going to knock on your door when people around y'all start getting thrown right. off roofs and, and lit on fire. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to have to. I, I, can watch, I can watch Donald Trump TV all, all day. I see something in real life, I'm like, I'm done. Right, right. Like, I got to go. Like, did you throw that man off the roof? Right. Like, send me home. I'm out of here. Yeah, like, yeah I need some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody help me no that's good though yeah i figure i try to keep it you know i try to uh always have some new stuff in the queue i try to um i've been watching a lot of um kind of foreign stuff there's a, a series on netflix called home suite and it's some kind of like uh it's kind of dark like uh kind of zombie slash like monster um or sweet home is actually called sweet home it's uh like monsters and and these kind of like beasts running around this this City are like they're kind of taking over the world, I suppose, at least this uh, this country, and they're kind of like living like in kind of a zombie movie, like trying to trying to fend for like food and water and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty. It's been pretty interesting. I've, I watched like the first half of it. Um, it's been pretty pretty entertaining. So let's see how it see how it is at the end. If it ends like a lot of what's it called? It's called Sweet Home. Sweet Home. You said it's on Netflix or Amazon? That, that one's on Netflix. Netflix. I want to check that one out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Definitely, uh, definitely catches your, uh, I don't know, it catches your attention. Some of the crazy monsters they put in there. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, you don't want to watch it at night. If the lights turned out, you'd be, uh, you get scared. Grown <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, oh, grown man. I watched everything in the daytime. I'm scared. Nah. <laughs> Actually, most of the time I watch it at night when when the wife's asleep. Cause I don't know. That's pretty much like the, uh, uh, you know, most of the time during the day I'm either working or spending time with the wife. And at nighttime, that's when that's when I uh, turn on the on the Netflix shows and play all the all the games that that I have in the queue. So yeah, I'm not I'm not that much of a of a punk. I can I can watch it at night. <laughs> I just keep one eye closed and the other eyes kind of squinted. I'm like, oh, man, those are my those are my jams. Yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna jump on that. But um, I, the only movies I haven't uh, gotten into yet on Netflix are all the um, the Chadwick Boseman movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm literally yeah. saving them because like obviously it's yeah. only a finite amount of movies. Uh, so I haven't watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't watched The Five Bloods. I haven't watched Twenty One Bridges, Message from the King. Mm-hmm. Any of those movies, I'm saving all those. Right. So, yeah. One of these days, I'll, I'll dig into them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think those. Uh, definitely want to check those out myself. I should put those in my queue as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. So, I mean. Because I always do this. I always put the thing away at the very end. Well, we're done. But I still have to say all these different websites that I never remember the name. <laughs> Here we go. So thank you, uh, Shannon. Thank you, uh, uh, LeVon. Uh, for those listening, please visit our website, www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. Please patronize our, our Patreon, uh, which is also called The Other Side of the Firewall. We will get this episode uh one week early so that'd be tomorrow completely ad free uh and as and then all the free feed people get episode eight that was uh previously on the patreon uh please also uh join us on twitter at on underscore firewall that's at on underscore firewall uh then we have the facebook page which is the other side of the firewall and the facebook group uh which we're we're trying to build a community so you guys can ask us questions you can uh, kind of steer us on what we what we should be adding or taking away from the show all that good stuff uh, which is also called the other side of the firewall we have an instagram the other side of the fw shorthand for firewall uh, and then we have our personal twitter accounts i am at ryry security guy that's r-y-r-y security guy and levon you can hit me up at uh, at levon maynard l-e-v-o-n-m-a-y-n-a-r-d yeah, please reach out to us. Please give us some feedback. I've been getting a little bit of feedback. I would like a lot more feedback. Uh, we're about to hit episode 10, so that's a milestone, right? It'll be 10 weeks of us going going strong. We didn't take any breaks during the holiday. Uh, and we would like to, you know, kind of see where you guys are at and what you, what you think of the show. 
uh, before we get to 20 and 30 and so on and so forth, right? Um, make those small changes to make the show uh, a little bit more entertaining uh, and give you your needs, whatever you're looking for. So, all right, everybody. Y'all, y'all, y'all be easy, be safe. And Ryan, and go Ravens. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I knew wow. it was coming. The Bills going to win. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.